if you could ask one question to the universe, God, nature, or whoever is helping you in the spiritual realm is, what would it be? This past weekend, I had a full two-way conversation with my spiritual contact that left me having a much deeper sense of my goals, my own motivations, and understanding of why I feel like I'm still playing small. And the answer I got made my jaw drop to the ground. Is it possible that I have finally figured out how and why I have been self-sabotaging myself. My hope is that once I tell you about this process and how that conversation went, that it will shake some things loose in your mind about your own goals, your own motivations, and maybe help you play even bigger over the next 12 months. Because I know I definitely will be. Hi, my name is Ina Coveney. I am a business coach and I specialize in monetizing tiny audiences. I'm also the host of the Get Clients First podcast, where I speak to you, my coaches, on how to get clients first, not be distracted by all the silly vanity metrics. You can definitely have a thriving coaching business without having a really, really big audience. And you can start by getting clients first. That's our philosophy here. And I teach you that through all of these episodes on the podcast. And I also interview the top coaches in the world so that you can hear all of those gold nuggets in their story to help you advance in your coaching practice. And today I want to tell you a little bit about my conversation with my spiritual contact. Now, I recorded an episode that was very hard for me to record. It was episode 156. I called it Spirituality for the Taipei Entrepreneur. It's an episode that is not on YouTube, but it is on the podcast. So go and search for Get Clients First Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and go to episode 156 and queue it up after this one. You don't need to listen to them, um, you know, one before the other. You can definitely finish this episode and then move on to that one. But um, that was my very first time talking about the importance of spirituality in my life and about these two-way conversations I was having with my spiritual contact. Um, before we get started, you should know that I, I believe that whatever you believe and works for you is amazing. Same for me, whatever I believe and works for me, amazing, as long as it works. So I will be referring to my spiritual contact throughout this episode as God. That's what, you know, that's what my spiritual contact is. For you, I want you to, every time that I say, God, please replace it with whatever will make most sense for you. If it is to speak to the universe, it is if it is speak, to speak to nature, to speak to your higher self, all of these things are valid. I actually started warming up to spirituality through my business because I noticed that there were other people out there. This is kind of how it all started. I, there were so many people out there who were so successful and they would talk about these these messages from the universe and the law of attraction and all of these things. And I knew that I wasn't missing that spirituality chip. I, I just didn't have it. I've always been a very strategic thinker, logical thinker. Um, I didn't know what spirituality could do for me until I started to really 
figure out how to make it work for me, how to make it into something that I can understand and it can actually help me with my own self-awareness, with understanding my own motivations. So if you've never delved into the spirituality world before, definitely start with episode 156. Um, I'm telling you in that episode, I was scared out of my mind that I was going to lose half of my audience just by talking about it. Uh, But it ended up being a really beautiful episode that explained how I got into it and what is my particular flavor of it. And like I said, there's whatever works for you works for you. There is no judgment here. This is a completely judgment-free zone. So even though I will continue to refer to my spiritual contact as God, you can replace it with whatever will make most sense for you. But don't let that terminology make you miss out on these teachings because so really spirituality has just opened up the doors of my mindset and my business and it has to really help and you're going to see how it helps in this episode so anyway this past weekend I had a two-way conversation with my spiritual contact um episode 156 really explains how I got into it and what the methodology really is it explains it all there so I'm not gonna get into those details um but to tell you the short story I went to a spiritual retreat with my mother on Saturday right three days ago and the way that this works is I pose a question to God And then I have a conversation with him and he speaks to me through either downloads in my own mind or through, um, you know, Bible passages. You don't have to use the Bible. Some people use other tools, other resources that help them help them gather clues from the universe. Um, In this case, it was it was the Bible. Again, please don't let that. This is the part where I get like a million asterisks because I don't want you to think this is a Christian episode. It really isn't. I'm just telling you one modality and you can apply it to anything you want in whatever way you want. Um, But yeah, this applies even if you're not a Christian. All right. This was just like how we were doing it. So anyway, God speaks back to you and then you have a conversation. And I wanted to tell you about the conversation. If if we're done with the disclaimers, can we be done with the disclaimers? I am done with the disclaimers. I'm just going to tell you what my two-way conversation was and how revolutionary it was. Again, episode 156, if you want to hear more, just queue it up next. So it all started with a question. I have learned through this process of communicating with my higher self, with my God, with the universe, that it's always better to have a question before you try to hear what the universe is trying to tell you. Uh, Because it can get a little bit more complicated. If you can hear clues from the universe, but you don't know what they mean or what they refer to, um, you know, it may get a little bit confusing. So I have learned through this process that I need to come to God with one question. And when I was sitting there trying to figure out what my question was, I thought, you know, if I had God right in front of me, I, I really want to have a conversation about my business. That's that's what I wanted this to be. I could have had a conversation about many other things, about my children, about my, my house, about my marriage. I could have had a conversation about anything. I chose to spend my time on Saturday to discuss my business with God. So my question was something like this. Dear God, when am I going to make it? And when I do... Will I like it when I get there? This is a super like softball to God, right? Super softy. He knows how to answer this. A very generic question, not very specific at all. Just tell me, when am I going to make it? And will I like it? 
And God had a little bit of trouble answering that question because he had to go back to, wait a minute, what do you mean when you say make it? Okay, let's be specific here. Let's start there. What do you mean when you say make it? And I said, okay, well, I want to, and then I just inserted my very specific goal, right? I want to be making consistent $40,000 a month so that I can retire my husband and we can continue to live a great lifestyle. That was what I told him. This is my motivation. This is what I want. And God looked at it and he said, wait a minute, why is your ultimate goal around your husband? And I said, well, because I want him to be happy. And God is like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But why? If I'm asking you why you do your business, why are you saying that your husband's happiness, that your husband is the reason you do your business? I'm like, well, what is another answer to that? I don't know. That has always been my motivation. I want him to be happy. I want to retire him. That's what I want. And God is like, well, what if you could see your husband as somebody who doesn't need saving? And I'm like, what? I've never considered that before. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what if your husband is living his best life? He has a, a wife who adores him. He has children who think he hung the moon. He lives in a wonderful house, close to family, in a great neighborhood. He has the car he wants. He has a great job where people really admire him. Um, he makes lots of money to, to satisfy his whims and his family. It's like, what is the problem you're trying to solve here? And I'm like, uh, but I, you guys, I did not know what to say. I was like, okay, you totally just took my plan that I spent years making and you just tore it up in front of me. And now I don't know. I don't know. Who am I and why am I doing this if it is not to, quote unquote, save my husband? And it took me a while. It took us a lot of back and forth. But he really pushed me. God was like, I need you. Before I can answer your question, I need you to give me a valid reason. I need you to give me a valid goal. What do you think making it is? And if it's not your husband, then what is it? So I'm like, okay, God, let's just, let's, let's press pause and go back to basics. In episode 156, I tell you about my conversation with God last year, where God told me that your end goal is pretty much unattainable for a reason. That my ultimate goal, you know, to be rich and famous, whatever that goal is, is just a motivator for me to keep moving towards where God wants me to go right? God has a plan for the universe, right? Like, like, it's like you can say that the universe has a master plan, but it's not necessarily a master plan just for you. It's a master plan for humanity. It's a master plan for civilization. So the way that God painted this scenario to me is, listen, I put a dream in your heart because as long as you continue to follow that dream, my job becomes easier. 
right? Because you are doing what you're supposed to do and you will advance civilization in the way that you are meant to. You will make the impact in the world that you are meant to make as long as you're following your hopes and dreams. So for as long as you have hopes and dreams, I pictured it like a carrot. God is saying, I want you to chase this carrot. And I don't have, me, Ina, I don't have any say on where that carrot takes me. And you've heard this before that, you know, the how is not your job, right? That you will end up in beautiful places, in beautiful outcomes that you can never imagine because we don't really know exactly how to get to where we want to go. And we don't know if where we're going to go is where exactly we are going to end up. We don't know any of that. The universe takes care of it. God takes care of it. So the way that God described it to me is, listen, I put this carrot in front of you, but it is God's hand that is moving that carrot left and right and guiding me through forests and hills and beaches and terrible places and wonderful places. And all I have to do is just keep following that carrot. So, and all of that is explained in episode 156. So I remember that. And I told God, wait a minute, you're asking me about my motivations, right? But you are the one who made the carrot for me. So wait a second. I'm posing a question now back to God. Why did you give me that carrot, right? What made you create that carrot just for me? And at this point, we don't even know what that carrot is. All I know is that I'm chasing a carrot that God put in front of me. So God's answer was actually was a no-brainer to figure out what carrot you would want. I'm like, really? So what is it? What am I motivated by? He said, Ina, you were bullied when you were little. Your parents worked until seven, eight o'clock at night. You only saw them at dinner time, and they didn't even, they, they only talked to each other. They didn't really talk to you during that time. Your parents were pretty much like absent from your life in that sense, right? I hope my mother doesn't listen to this because this will really hurt her. I have a great relationship with my mother and with my father right now. But growing up, we didn't really have much of our relationship. So, God looked at it and said, listen, it makes total sense to me that what you're seeking is love and validation. So all I did was create a carrot that offered you love and validation. And for as long as you're chasing love and validation, you will continue to do your work here. But that's what the carrot is. And that, you guys, blew my mind. Because I told God, wait a minute, wait a second. I know because I am an expert at this. I'm an expert in business. I know that you cannot grow a multi-seven-figure business based on wanting to be liked, based on wanting love and validation from people. That is not how you build a business. You build a business through creating value that people will want to pay for, whether they like you or not. That's how you grow a business. It cannot be based on whether people like you. So God, what you're telling me right now is that I have been building my business while chasing love and validation, while chasing being liked by people. And he's like, yeah, but that's not how I'm going to grow. <laughs> and he's like, and that's why you haven't grown. And I'm, my mind is blown. It, it just blew. And I'm like, okay, but wait a minute. 
okay, maybe I can't change my DNA fundamentally. Maybe I can't change my past experiences. Maybe I can't change what motivates me. Maybe I can't change one thing, love and validation. But can I still have a successful business? Are those two things incomplete? Like, are they against each other? Or can I still have that? And God said, well, yes, you can, but it requires you to not be chasing love and validation exclusively in your business. And I'm like, okay, so I just, I've been following the wrong carrot. I need to follow a different carrot. And God is like, whoa, 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 wait. Here's the deal with a carrot. You don't have a choice on which carrot you like. It's like if you like pizza, you like pizza. If you don't like Brussels sprouts, you don't like Brussels sprouts. Your life is not going to change overnight by you saying, from now on, I don't like pizza and I like Brussels sprouts. Your taste buds haven't changed. Your life experiences haven't changed. You will still continue to chase that carrot because that's who you are attracted to. So I'm like, all right. What, what now? He said, well, you can rationally realize that the carrot that you have, that the carrot that you like is going to take you down a particular path and that you don't want to end up there. That is totally fine to understand, to rationally get and grasp and good for you for finally getting to that conclusion. But you can't go and like somebody else's carrot. Like that's, that's just, you're not going to like it. However, you can tap into that part of you that is not motivated by love and validation, somebody inside of you who can take action, even if it goes against love and validation, even if that part of you fears that it's going to not be liked anymore, that that part needs to be able to look past that and take action right? And you can plug anything else, anything you want in here. Like maybe you didn't contact everybody who signed up for your latest masterclass. You didn't send them all a DM to say hello because you were afraid that you would be harassing them, right? Or maybe you didn't uh, send out daily emails leading up to your masterclass because you felt like it was going to be too much. Or you didn't make an offer last time somebody told you that they needed you because you didn't want to appear salesy, right? There's so many things that we stop ourselves from doing because we're afraid of not being liked anymore. And that's where I was. So I'm like, okay, what you're telling me is I need to come up with a way to act even though it goes against my nature of wanting to be liked. He's like, yes, that's that's what you need. You don't need a new carrot. You're still going to chase the same carrot. But in your business, you need to be able to act even despite what that carrot is, is telling you to do. Like, okay, how about, and this is actually, this idea came from God, not from me, but I went with it because I liked it. He said, why don't you create an alter ego? I'm like, what is that? I immediately got on my phone in this. By the way, I was in a retreat with my mother. You're not supposed to use your phone. But I'm like, no, this is necessary. So I pulled up my phone and I looked up how to create an alter ego. And a couple things that really resonated with me was, number one, you need to give them a name. Number two, you need to give them a personality, right? And oh, and number three, you need to give them 
a mantra, like a way to summon that personality type, right? To summon that alter ego to activate. And uh, so reading that, I just started really thinking through and looking through a lot of thesaurus searches. What would I name an alter ego? So what is the purpose of this alter ego? Is that for the next 15 minutes, I am going to let that alter ego, if you know about Beyonce, Beyonce has an alter ego called Sasha Fierce, right? So if you can call in your Sasha Fierce to take the wheel over the next 15 minutes, what would Sasha Fierce do that you are too afraid to do yourself? Sending out an email to your audience, sending out DMs to people who register for your class, uh, whatever else, right? But for the next 15 minutes, you're going to act as if that fear is not there because your alter ego is going to take over. So it's a beautiful idea. It means that I don't have to completely change my DNA or ignore my past experiences or become somebody completely different in order to have the business that I want. I can just tap into those skills that I know I already have. While I was in the retreat, I thought about, okay, what are some things that I'm actively not doing because I'm afraid of not being liked that I know I should be doing because they will make me more money because they will sign more people into my coaching programs. What are these things? And I was able to write a list of 10 things. I'm like, whoa, I'm not doing any of these things. No wonder, no wonder I am staying small. So that idea of the alter ego came about. Now, do you want to hear what my alter ego name is and how I'm going to summon her? And by the way, full disclaimer, as of this recording, I have not summoned her yet. So I actually have no idea. I'm so excited to try this at my next opportunity. Um, and this is how I'm going to do it. My alter ego, my Sasha Fierce, her name is Ina Money Babe. Why? Because I love it. I love the babe name. I love it that you guys, I don't even have to create a new Instagram account for this. This is something just for me. But Ina Money Babe, all she cares about is revenue, is bottom line, is what are the things that we need to do regardless of whether we fear that people are not going to like us or not. We need to be able to take action regardless of whether people like us or not, especially because most of the time our fears are unfounded, right? You're never going to do something that that goes against your values, that goes against your integrity. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is doing things that you're too afraid to do, but you know that should be done. That's what we're talking about. So Ina Money Babe is going to take care of those tasks and I can't wait to summon her for the first time. This just happened, guys. You're getting this like fresh out of the oven. So you guys want to know how I summon her? Here's how. I take a $100 bill, this one right here, $100 bill, and I say the words, Ina Money Babe Activate. From that point forward, Ina Money Babe takes over the reins. She takes the wheel and she goes through that list of things that I need to do that I'm too afraid to do. And she just does it. And it's a timer. It's 15 minutes. Ina Money Babe has to do those things. And she does them. And then you can release. 
So you don't have to change yourself fundamentally in order to succeed in business, but you can definitely tap into parts of yourself that are already there and get those things done anyway. So I am actually going to leave you with that little tool. Uh, and by the way, for the uh, for the record, if you're watching this on YouTube, I just showed you a $100 bill that is not real. <laughs> right there it says, in prop we trust, like prop, like TV props. I took this from a conference that I went to. So I have these in my office, so I'm going to be holding it. But you bet that I'm going to be getting my hands on a real $100 bill. Again, this just happened. Give me a little bit of a little bit of time. Need to adjust here. But I am going to get myself a real $100 bill so that I can put on my desk and I can summon her with real money energy. For now, this is my little prop. So this is just to show you, you don't need to have $100 in your hand. It could just be write yourself a check. That's another idea. Go ahead, write yourself a check for a million dollars to you on this date and just hold that and say, okay, I am going to summon my inner money, babe, and I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to pull up my Sasha fears and let her take the wheel right now. So that's what God and I came up with. And I'm extremely thrilled. I'm extremely excited about it. So why am I telling you all of this? Why is this important in your life? Because we have to figure out a way to number one, develop self-awareness. It is so important for your success, for your future, for you to understand why you do what you do, why you keep yourself small, why you're not doing the things you're supposed to do, why you are procrastinating. If you don't know the real why, you're not going to be able to break through it. So do the inner work. Have these spiritual conversations. Have these dialogues with your higher self and let her reveal to you what you're supposed to be doing next. This alter ego was just a way for me to be able to break through my fears. What are some ways that you can break through yours and get more things done? So I wanted to tell you that for all of this to work, one of the first things you need to do, and you just have to look no further than the title of this podcast to know what you need to be doing. If you want to grow in your business, please be done, quote unquote, building your brand. It's time. It's time to go out and help people. It's time to go and get clients first. So I want to help you create an offer that is going to be so amazing that you could be making six figures with it 12 months from now and that you can start not by recording a whole bunch of videos or by creating a Facebook group or by starting a podcast, you start by getting clients with it. So I want to show you how you can create a six-figure offer from scratch, even if you have a small audience. All you have to do is go to my free class. Go to tinyaudiencemasterclass.com. Go there, watch this class because it's going to tell you exactly what you need to do to build that offer so that you can incorporate all of these spiritual learnings and apply them to creating this amazing container, this amazing offer that is going to help you get to the six figures 12 months from now. And you can do it. And you can do it by starting by getting clients. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, like I said, make sure if you have not listened to episode 156, queue it up next because it's going to tell you that I sounded a lot more fearful in that one than I did in this one. I still had a whole bunch of asterisks and disclaimers in this one, but nothing compared to the other one. I was like, 
I am deadly afraid that you're about to turn off your podcast because you don't want to hear about this. But it was a beautiful episode that I'm really, really proud of. So I hope you will listen to 156 next and that you will head over to tinyaudiencemasterclass.com so that I can see you in the next masterclass and teach you how to get started building that business by getting clients first and really having your sights set on that six-figure offer that is going to take you to the next level. So if you like this episode, please take a screenshot of it, share it on Instagram, tag me. I'm at Ina Coveney, but you have to spell Coveney right. It ends in E-Y. And I really hope to see you over there. Send me a DM. Tell me that you liked it. Tell me that you enjoyed it. Tell me you're going to be doing something different. I can't wait to hear from you. And I will see you on the next one.